Then I went back to work. Got in at 5.30 a.m. as usual. So happy to be back. The main emotion was happy. I haven't felt this type of happiness since before my parents had died. Everything was looking up and 2019 was my year to shine. Then, the fellow employees started crawling in around 7 or so. My buddy was the first. We gave each other a very happy and loving New Year's hug and she was just so happy and thrilled for my recovering health. I felt the love. Another half an hour flew by and next who came in was the boss's flying monkey. Usually we get along great, I've always liked her quirky, creative attitude and I've never had a problem with her. Although, I've always sensed that you just don't let her know everything. After all, she is the closest companion to the boss who definitely has an iffy personality. There has always been something about the boss that rubs my third eye, blind. I literally didn't want to see it. But on this particular morning, when she saw me without a cane and literally jumping out of my seat to greet her, I got a really uneasy feeling. Damn it, I hate that. Why? Sometimes I would rather just be ignorant to what people are really thinking and feeling about me. It really is none of my business and I hate when they make it my business. She was like, Ooh, where is the cane? Better be careful. I began to tell her about how I went on this healing binge on our break, but she had already tuned me out. I felt a little deflated. But, everyone else in the office seemed so happy for me and I was happy for me. That's all that mattered. I was their IT department. Yes, small company, we only started out with a little under 40 employees. But within the first year I was there, we lost over half of our crew due to reorgs and budget cuts. And my spidey senses kicked into first gear the moment I walked in that office on my first day of employment. The choking, coughing and just plain uneasy feeling that this place wasn't the happy-go, lucky place it portrayed on the day of my interview. No, there was something very off there and I would spend the next few years trying to convince my oh-so-magnitude senses that I was wrong. I thought, maybe I was nervous. Maybe my senses were off-kilter? Just maybe. But they weren't. They were never off, ever. The boss didn't seem satisfied with me ever since I had given notice after my first year, when she dropped my hours to 20. I told her I couldn't live on 20 hours and that I would be looking for another IT gig with 40. It didn't take long and I was offered another gig that was full-time, and I then gave my two weeks notice. Although, the owner, one of two brothers, who I adored, offered me my hours back and more pay to stay with them. He also offered me a new learning experience that I could never pass up, even without the extra pay. Learning and research is my thing, and I was just so happy. Wow. There was that damn emotion again. Something I didn't feel all too often. I am usually more of the serious, studious type who is usually wrapped up in her own mind of research, creativity and what the next best thing is that she will create kind of girl. Do you even think or worry about being happy? I threw that emotion out the window when I finally left the abusive, narcissist husband and father of our two sons, 20-something years prior. I was only in survival mode. If I stayed to run the IT department with my current employer, I would be managing the e-commerce products and back-end administration. Awesome. IT and new work experiences? On top of a raise and getting to stay where I really wasn't ready to leave in the first place? It was a no-brainer. I happily stayed. But it didn't take a clairvoyant or a rocket scientist to know that my boss wasn't happy about the new situation at all. She also didn't want me training with the owner, she said that he didn't need to know everything that was going on with the company. I was like, what he is training me and this is his company? 
I guess that was probably not what she had planned to hear from me. Lol but damn, who does that, I thought. And so, for the next nine months, she would try to manipulate me out of the building. In which she did. But, I allowed her to do it with open arms. My health and well-being meant more to me than that stupid-ass job ever did. Even if it meant, my mortgage and car payments would suffer for a while. A stressor no one needed in their life. Besides, the writing was so on the wall, it wasn't even funny. And as soon as the first week we were back from the holiday break, the boss was telling everyone that, we will be going in a completely new direction. Everything on the cloud. She said. Which meant that my days being their IT department were numbered. She had just laid off the 70-year-old in the sales department. To hire on a few new associates. Now she was targeting me. How did I know? Because my body would tell me so. My restless sleep, nightmares and the pain coursing through this shell would tell me every day until I would leave there for one last time. I began to notice that on the days the boss did talk to me. She would ask how I was doing. I'd reply with the same words, I'm healing every day. One of my mantras on the bathroom mirror. Then I began to notice that she would get more and more irritated with me. Not once ever replying, I am happy for you. Or oh that's wonderful, that's great, kiss my ass. Nothing. It was at that moment, that I realized that this woman never believed I had hip problems or arthritis in the first place. That was probably why her flying monkey was acting so strangely too? My mind's eye reminded me of the day before Christmas break. Before the party, I had told her that I decided against the hip replacement surgery. She was shocked and had asked why. I just told her the surgeon was too negative about the prognosis for it to be successful and that I was going to continue to heal on my own and see where it goes first. Then came back in January without a cane. I guess I can see how that could look. I guess. But I was already improving before the break. Who cares? If they thought that. That just means I'm doing something most people don't try to do. That's all. But, then she started adding strange responsibilities on my plate at the worst times. Stupid things, things you would normally give to an assistant or do yourself. Things you wouldn't give the director of your IT department. My plate was already full with my new responsibilities and upgrades to an already ancient system. I had bugs to work out and fast. I noticed gradually that every day I walked in the office, my body would start to ache. I was still practicing all of my holistic techniques, going to the acupuncturist. But I started to notice my anger, resentment and criticism were weighing on me more and more and my half-full cup was starting to feel pretty empty. So, I continued with my daily affirmations, mantras and sending love and light to the people who seemed to simply want me out of the picture. But, I refused to play the victim and thank them for doing this for me and not to me. By May, I was finally ready for a four-day weekend. I hadn't taken time off since the Christmas break, besides being sick from pain-slash-insomnia, doctor-slash-acupuncture and physical therapy appointments. I was so ready. It was my healing, three-day seminar weekend with Tammy Demirs at https colon slash slash www.youtube.com slash user slash meditating medium and Eric's mom. Alisa Mama Medhu's https colon slash slash www.youtube.com slash channel slash uc7 underscore u47jmhd to house. I was grateful enough to remote in for the three days with a handful of other healers and empaths. Anxious to learn how to utilize these gifts and not feel so cursed by them. 
Tammy was also giving each of us a 5-minute healing remote view session also. This is what I was waiting for and saved the money for a few months to do so. I was seriously expecting a miracle and so excited to just be a part of the experience. I couldn't wait to get out of the office and start my deep spiritual healing and insights. 30 minutes prior to my 4-day escape from work. I get called into the boss's office with the flying monkey in tow. I can feel the tension, WTF was going on? I noticed a paper where I was to sit at the desk and saw the word written across, insubordinate. Wait, what? Me? Insubordinate, that's funny. But it wasn't. Then I began to shake as I fell into a dark, misty trance and sunk into the chair to read the bullshit she wrote about me. As I heard the words coming from their mouths, I was still coming to the grips of the reality of it. All the while thinking, you fucking bitch, you did this deliberately on the day I'm leaving for healing, for fucking healing. You bitch. The mocking from the flying monkey was enough for me to want to punch her right in her quirked up, spasmatic face. I was so fucking mad. So, I sat quietly while they both berated me and my work. I was written up for plenty of bullshit. But the main write-up was for her not being able to open. Wait for it. An application. Only her. Every other person in the office could access it fine. But she had insisted on a new laptop, even though I had warned her that the new operating system wasn't compatible with their applications. Of course she still insisted anyway. No that wasn't a setup at all? I thought. This is when I knew without a shadow of a doubt that I was indeed dealing with yet another narcissist and bully in my life. WTF, I married one? Wasn't that enough discernment and hell for one lifetime? What did I miss the first time around? That day's realization had me giving my guides permission to do whatever they could to get me out of that job and fast. So, the month before leaving my IT gig, I got hired back at the caregiving company where I had worked a few times in the past. The owner and I knew each other well and she always came through for me. Even though the job was half the pay and twice the work. I figured it was better than staying in a toxic situation, that was obviously causing physical problems. The caregiving owner also knew that I was healing from arthritis. So we had planned to put me in the office to start with. She was also happy that I had an information technology background. They were temporarily using her family room as the office until they found another outside one. So they would need help setting up the technical equipment too. I only started with just working on one day on the weekends. Until I left the toxic IT gig, since that was a full-time job. The following month, I finally resigned and left the IT job. Fighting back the tears was harder than I thought it would be, when I turned in my office keys and laptop. If only the owner of the company would have listened to me months prior about what she was trying to do. But he, being so complacent with her manipulation did nothing. Not one thing. I can still see the shocked look on his face when I walked down the steps of the building. I really doubt he ever decided to read the bullshit lies she wrote about me, too. Otherwise, I would have stayed in a heartbeat. That afternoon, when I got home, I decided to call the caregiving boss for full hours. She told me to call when I needed more hours. I had left two voicemails, texts and no returns. Very odd, I thought. Trying to push away any negative notion, rearing its ugly head in my mind. Five days went by in my minds I was now lost in the abyss of, WTF did I just do to my life? My faith was beginning to waver and fear was kicking in. It felt as if I just left a long-term relationship, because the relationship hit a bump in the road. I thought I just lost my heart and soul. 
Why? Because I didn't give a company who clearly didn't deserve me the common courtesy of a two weeks notice? I worried to myself. At least I would have had time to back out. At least I'd still have a paycheck. The fear was starting to distort all the work and progress I was making with my body healing. I could feel the arthritis creeping back into my bones and my muscles and ligaments begin to tighten up again like dried up rubber bands. And then I began to see a new pattern arise with the pain and attempted deterioration of my small frame. It wasn't just anger and resentment I was feeling. But now a debilitating fear. A fear that was scaring the holy hell out of me. I was panicking. No hours, no money coming in and now the arthritis pain debilitated me with fear and the pain was causing such an anger, it scared even me. By the following Sunday, I finally got hours on the schedule. Only to have them constantly taken away and changed by the owner's new supervisor slash scheduler for one reason or another. Every time I'd call, I'd get another runaround story. Now what? Was I manifesting all of this shitty luck or was it deeper than that? The owner only returned my calls after she received a disability insurance claim from me. That was over a month ago now. Not one hour since mid-October. No job at all, the doctor I've had for over 10 years wouldn't note in my chart when I left work. No disability insurance and I can't get a hold of anyone at the unemployment office to try to file a new claim. Have I been technically fired? No, I think just totally fucked over. But... In the back of my mind I can hear the repeating sentences over and over again. We want you to heal, you need to heal first. This isn't where you are supposed to be. Growing pains are not just physical. They are emotional and spiritual too. Work on your mind, the way you react to people in negative situations, check in with your soul, what has happened to the soul to react this way? And the body will follow. Learning from what sometimes seems to be an impossible situation is sometimes the only way forward. Otherwise, we can sit way too long in fear, anger and resentment. This is when blaming others for your decisions and feelings can come into play. But in realty it is fear that is causing it. Fear of the unknown. Every day, I thank my guides for getting me out of that situation. And every day, I either write my fears down, like blogging and vlogging, is seriously releasing so much heaviness from my physical body. I know I must keep going forward even without being able to see that light at the end of the tunnel. I know it is there. I have that faith. I just know. So, working on ourselves is so important. It is really all we can expect. We can't expect others to make us feel the way we need to make ourselves feel. It is always about you.